Bless the Lord. Welcome to all of you in the house of the Lord. If you have a Bible, would you turn to Matthew chapter number 26? We will be reading verse number 38 and verse number 39. Look at your neighbor politely and tell him, neighbor, you are created for the glory of God. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Hebrews chapter number 10, please. Verse 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter number 10, verses 5 and 6. Wherefore, when he came into the world, this is Jesus, he said, sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, Thou has no pleasure. Amen. This morning we are gathered in the presence of God who will through Christ Jesus one day judge both the living and the dead. We are aware of the fact that we are mortal beings and that our journey in the earth is but for a short season, just a little while. Cognizance of this fact, we need to ask ourselves five very pertinent, very important, non-negotiable questions. Question number one, you need to ask yourself, who am I? Question number two, that you need to ask yourself, where do I come from? Question number three, why am I here? Question number four, what is my purpose? What are my skills? And what are my gift sets? What gifts did God give me? And ultimately, why did God endow me with these gifts? Last question that you need to ask yourself. When I'm done here, where am I going? When I close my eyes in death and I say goodbye to time and open my eyes in eternity, where will I be going? The life of Jesus epitomizes and answers these questions in a very profound and in a very powerful way and we will use his life as a case study and as a reference to try and answer these questions. Miles Monroe said, and I quote, the value of life is not in its duration, but its donation. The value of life is not in its duration but in its donation you are not important because you live a long life you are important because you live an effective life Jesus did not live a long life 
but he lived an effective life. God's purpose is more important than your best plans. God's purpose is more important than your best plans. Last quote. Where purpose is not known, abuse becomes inevitable. When people don't know the purpose why they were born, when people don't know who they are, when people do not know their skill set and their gifting and what God's purpose is with their lives, they inevitably end up abusing themselves. End quote. Let's talk about Jesus. God sends an angel by the name of Gabriel to a woman betrothed to a man by the name of Joseph. The angel came to her and said, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst the women, and blessed will be the fruit of your womb. He says to her, you're going to become a child. That holy thing that will be born of you will be great. He will sit upon the throne of his father David, and of his kingdom there will be no end. She asked the angel, but how can this be, seeing that I do not have a man, and I've never been intimate? The angel said to her, the power of the Most High, God will come upon you and his power will overshadow you. That's why the thing that will be born of you will be called the Son of the Most High God. Verse number 38, Mary said, here am I. Let it be done unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Nine months later, Jesus was born. When he reached the age of 12, you remember the narrative how they went up to Jerusalem in order to go and worship and present themselves before the great God Jehovah. The Bible said Jesus found himself in the temple and there he asked a lot of questions with regards to the mysteries of the kingdom of Almighty God and the covenant of God between the children of Israel. His mother and father returned and says, how is it that you have done this to us, allowing your brothers and your father and all of us to look for you? Why have you done this thing? He said, but did you not know that my responsibility is towards my father? Even at a young and early and a tender age, Jesus Christ knew who he was. Long story short, later when the time was right, he stepped out of the house of Joseph onto the banks of the Jordan in order to meet the righteous requirements of the law of God. And when John saw him, John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He said, There's one standing here amongst you. I'm not worthy to untie his shoelaces. And he looked at Jesus and Jesus stepped right into the water and said to him, John! baptize me. John said, oh no, 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 sir. I have need to be baptized of you. He said, baptize me, John, because in so doing, we are fulfilling the requirements of God and John baptized him. After John baptized him, the Bible said straightway he was driven by the Spirit of God, moved by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. When he got into the wilderness for some 40 days and 40 nights, he refused to eat. And there he prayed and he was waiting on the presence of Almighty God. Ah, doesn't mean because he's the Son of God, he's excluded from temptation. For the Bible says during those 40 days, the temptation came to him and said, if thou art the son of God and tempted him, but the good news is he resisted him and said to him, it is written. When those 40 days and 40 nights is over, Jesus, the Bible said, return in the power of the Holy Ghost and he began to preach, repent 
because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Bible said straight away he began to minister the kingdom of almighty God. He cleansed the leper. He opened the eyes of the blind. He unstopped the ears of the deaf. He showed compassion and mercy to the downtrodden, the wounded, the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the disempowered. He showed them the benevolence of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God to such an extent that when the religious leaders looked at him, they said, ah, 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 this one is not of God. Why do you say that? Can't you see that he is eating with sinners? Can't you see he's drinking with them? This one is nothing than a wine bubber and a glutton. Ah, but Jesus did not worry about his reputation. All he said is, well, the son of man has come to seek and to save those that are lost. Those that are well does not need the physician, but I have come to do the will of him that have sent me. I have come to preach the gospel. I have come to tell the people there's hope for them. You remember the stories of the Bible. I don't have time. How Jesus manifested the grace and the mercy and the compassion of God. Whether it is to Zacchaeus, he would say, come down because tonight I'm going to sit at your table. Whether it is the woman that had the issue of blood and that was suffering for 12 years. It didn't matter who it was. You remember the narrative of the man that was locked away in the graveyard somewhere. How Jesus left the masses of the people and walked over to the other side. Why? Because God is just interested in people. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they are. He's interested in people. When he walked into the graveyard the demons ran towards him and said to him we implore you Jesus by God please do not torment us because he asked them what is your name and they said our name is Legion and he told the demons go out of the man when Jesus was done with the madman the Bible said he clothed him isn't it just like our God when we are naked he would come into our hearts and into our lives he takes away the madness the insanity the pain the sorrow the misery and then he covers our nakedness he takes away our shame isn't it just like our God hallelujah and all over the Bible you see Jesus interacting with people you remember the racial tension that existed between the Jews and those other people those other people the Samaritans you remember how the Jews and the Samaritans did not talk to one another they did not have things in common yet Jesus on his way to go and preach the gospel he told the disciples he says now you boys go on ahead go and buy food and leave me here the reason why Jesus wanted to be left at the pit and the well of Jacob was not because he was bogged down with fatigue. No, it's because God had an appointment with a bad woman. When they had left, she came weary, but she came tired, but she came. Ah, the Bible said, he looked at her and said to her, please, would you give me some water to drink? She said to him, how is it that you, that's a Jew, you ask me? Don't you know that we people, we don't talk to one another. Actually, we've got nothing in common. Your eldest brother said to her, well, you know what? If you knew who it was that's asking, you would have asked him. And he would give you water. And the waters that he give you will become a well on the inside of your being. Long story short, he said to her, go call your husband. Because he's engaging her. He's talking to this, this bad woman. He's, he's doing the will of God. And the woman said to him, no, I don't have a husband. He said to her, you're right. Because you had five. And the one that you're living now, number six, even that one is not yours. 
remarkable thing about Jesus. He does not judge her. He doesn't condemn her. He doesn't criticize her. By the time Jesus Christ is done with her, the Bible says she ran into the village and she said to the people, come see a man. This one is different. He looks at me different. He speaks to me different. There's a grace, there's a compassion that comes out of him that I don't understand. And when Jesus left her, her life was changed for the glory of God. You know the stories, you know the stories, you you know the stories. Long story short, when it was time, when it was time, and all of this, uh, wait, 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 you remember? Yes, you remember, I'm sure you remember. Remember when that man came to him and said to him, please come and show me where you live. He looked at the man and he said to him, <laughs> he says, foxes have holes. He said, the birds of the air, they've got nests. He says, me, I'm so busy doing the will of God. There's no time for me to build a house and to get married and have children. All I'm doing is I'm pursuing the will of him that sent me and to work while it's day. Because the night cometh when no man can work. You've got a limited time in the earth. To do what needs to be done. When the fullness of time had come, Jesus, 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 he told the disciples, come, let's go to Gethsemane. And, and they walked with him, not knowing what is about to happen. And when they got there, he told them, you pray here, I'm going to the other side. When he got to the other side, as far as a man can throw with a stone, he knelt down. He said, Father, Father, oh, Father, let this cup pass without me drinking from it. Because he understands the pain. He understands the agony and the death that he was going to suffer because for this purpose did he come. Oh, but Jesus teaches us something. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And the Father revealed his will to the Christ of God. And Jesus Christ was taken and betrayed by those whom he loved. Stood before the judgment seat of Pilate. There he was condemned until he walked to the place of the skull. And there he hung between heaven and earth as though rejected by both. But here is the beauty of the story. Jesus Christ at the age of 33 fulfilled the purpose for which God has sent him to the earth. He said, it is finished. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit and gave up the goal. Now you ask me, but brother pastor, what does that have to do with you, with me? Everything. Everything. The first question that we ask is, who are you? Where do you come from? Don't you know that the Bible says you have been bought not with corruptible things gold and silver but with the incorruptible blood of the son of the living God. You've got to understand that you are a child of God that has been bought with the blood of Jesus. Paul says in Ephesians chapter number one round about verse number three he said blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings 
blessings who had chosen us in himself before the foundation of the world that we might be his people. Paul says in the book of Romans, round about verse number 28, verse number 26 and verse number 29, he said, we know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord, for them who are called according to his purpose. Because those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those whom he predestined, he called. Those whom he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. What shall we say concerning these things? Safe to say that if God before us, who can be against us? You have been bought. You have been redeemed. You have been chosen by God. You are precious and valuable in the sight of God. Who am I? You are a chosen generation, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. That's who you are. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, our blessed Lord. Your father took him that knew no sin and made him sin so that you and I could become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, our blessed Lord. Look what a grace and privilege the Father has given us that we should be called the children of God. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know this, that when He comes, we shall be just like He is. If any man be in Christ Jesus, He's the new creation. The old things have passed away and behold everything, John. Everything, 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 John. Everything has become brand new. Tell your neighbor, I am my father's child. You are a child of God. The Bible says in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our total being. The Bible says we are the sheep and the flock of his pastures. So with regards to this question of who you are, you are not Pedi, you are not Zulu, you are not Ndebele, you are not Changan, you are not Musotu. No, 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 no. You are not black, you are not white, you are not pink. You are not purple. You are not male. You are not even female. Because the Bible says in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. There's neither male nor female. In Christ, we are all one. One. You are your father's son. Your father loves you with an everlasting love. In him you move. In him you live. In him you have your total and your very being. The Bible says, listen to Jesus. He says, you are in the world but not of. Your citizenship is in heaven. It's from the presence of God. You say, Bishop, where do I come from? You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You've got two passports. One, you've got a natural passport. That's the passport of South Africa or the country that you're coming from here in Africa. Secondly, you've got another passport. That's the passport from the kingdom where you come from. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. That's who you are. Your citizenship is in heaven. Listen, listen. You are so powerful that the Bible says our lives is hidden in God. In Christ and together we are seated with Him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. You are the light of the world. You are sitting on top of the hill. Tell your neighbor, you are very important. Now, you are not cursed, you are blessed. You are gifted beyond measure. You are powerful. You come from heaven. That's where you come from. This thing comes from China. 
made in China. This one. China. Yeah. 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 This one. China. Yeah. Yeah. But you. Uh-uh. You are not Hong Kong. You are the real deal. You come from the presence of God. You come from heaven. You are a child of God. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen to the Bible. The Bible says now, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will raise Jesus from the dead. He'll also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that lives on the inside of your being. You are a citizen from the kingdom of heaven. Paul confirms this to us in Galatians chapter 1 verse 13 to 16. He says to us, he says, But when it had pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, to reveal his son through me, he said, I did not confer with flesh and blood. God speaks to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter number 1, verse round about number 4. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 put it up there, before I formed you, this one was made in Funk, I mean China you not Hong Kong before the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you who made you, who created you, it is God himself that formed you, he made you, he created you in his own image and after his own likeness. Before you were born, he said, I sanctified you, I have ordained and established your purpose in the earth. The problem is, when we got here, We forgot the original intent of the people that send us from there. So when we get here, we are conscientized and sensitized. We are educated and we are trained and we are stimulated and, and we are developed. And, and we are told, uh, you gotta, you got to get an education and, 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 and you got to get a degree or two or three or four. You got to secure a good job and you got to earn good money and, and at the expense of everything else. You got to fall in love with that girl, that one, yes. Fall in love with her. And then you got to ask her hand in marriage and pay the all. And when you're done, you got to have children. And when you're done, you got to build a beautiful house. And when you're done, you buy cars, cars, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, even though you only drive one at a time. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you've got a good and a solid bank balance. When when they look at your balance sheet, it should be impressive. Yes, 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 yes. You, you gotta make sure that you, you don't wear cheap ele. Hi, 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 hi. Bling and blah and bliss. Yes, 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 yes. The finest and, 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 and the most beautiful and the most expensive and name brand Gadi and main brand Kada and yes, 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 yes. So everything that the people here in the world teach us militates directly against the kingdom of our father where we come from. Because here they teach us that we should gather and heap and collect at the expense of. You see, that's the reason why people are so crooked in the world. It's not just in South Africa where they are crooked. All over the world, people are, it's just about. And yet Jesus says, a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things that he possesses. He asks the question, he says, what will it gain a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? What shall a man give as ransom for his soul? 
Jesus told us. He said, lay not up for yourself. Treasures here on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. He says, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves does not break in and steal. And where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Have you seen how scared Believers get, and people in general, when you talk about death. Because nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to return to him. We, we, uh, you know, my, my life, my, my family, my, my, your priorities is wrong. Because why after you have amassed and you've accumulated and you've got all the riches and the wealth and the comfort and the conveniences of this life. Here's the last question that we need to answer if you die. So you're a millionaire, so what? So what? So what? You've got 10 houses. So what? You've got three cars. So what? Oh, I, you know, Brother Bishop, me, I only name, I wear name. So what? So what? Because when you die, when you die, if you don't have a will, the government will take your estate, they will appoint somebody and they'll deal with the issues. If you've got a will, what you need to understand, when that coffin stands over here, even though you are laying in a kadushi and an open coffin, it's fine, it's going to rot, it's going to die. There's no trailer on the coffin. Your house is not in there. Your furniture is not in there. Your business is not in there. Your bank balance is not in there. All the money that you've worked for is not in there. And you will have to go and stand before the presence of God and tell God, what have I done? Naked, you have come into this world. And naked, you will leave this world. Don't work for things that cannot satisfy your soul and that pulls you out of the purpose of God. Yes, a house is important. Yes, education is important. Yes, all the comforts and the conveniences are important, but not at the expense of your primary function and purpose. You say, Bishop, why am I here? You are here to represent God. You are here to be a soul winner for Christ. You are here to pray for people and love people. You are here to show mercy and compassion while you are working for yourself. It's time for you to turn your back and say now it's time for me to work for God. Now it's time for me to testify to all men how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil. It's the will of God that you show mercy, that you show compassion, that you show benevolence and kindness to the downtrodden, the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the disempowered. It's the will of God that you align yourself with the vision that God has given our vision, our visionary, that we will build in his lifetime thousand churches. You've got to pray for that vision to come to pass and to come to fruition. You've got to pray for all the young men and the young women whom God has called that has not yet responded to the clarion call of the voice of God. You've got to pray for those churches that we are supposed to pay. You are supposed to pray for the safety of the teams. Those that will be traveling the highways and the byways. That's your primary and your core function. You've got to tell people about his love and about his grace. You've got to tell your mother Jesus saves, your father Jesus saves, your house and all the things that you have cannot save a soul but the blood of Jesus, the testimony of the Lord in your lips can save a soul because your testimony is trustworthy. You've got to get 
get involved in educating those that are poor, those that are disempowered, those that are disenfranchised. Look at the vision that God has given us and ask yourself, what am I doing to help Bishop? Wait, 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 wait. What am I doing to help God? Is it only about you and your life? Your wants, your needs, your desires? Is it only about where you see yourself? You are so self-absorbed and self-centered that nothing else affects and touches your heart. Jesus teaches us, show mercy, be fair. Be compassionate, be loving, be kind. Tell people about the love of God, about the grace of God, about the mercy. And listen, with Jesus when he died, they even gambled. Shyamatais. For what? For his clothes. What are they going to do when you die? Fight for your policies. Let me close the sermon. You are sent here for a purpose. Work for God. Those of you that are called I'm a, you know when God called me, I was 17 years of age. I had my own dreams, I had my own vision. I, I wanted to do certain things. And then I discovered, it doesn't mean because you say yes to the will of God, God will not give you the desires of your heart. Over and above the fact that I manage and run a very successful business entity with various businesses in it. When Bishop says, we go not, I leave my businesses in the hands of my managers and directors and I follow Bishop. Where are we going? And when we get to wherever it is that we need to be, as a team, we take hands, we pray and we preach the gospel and we embrace the people and love them and do what needs to be done. My businesses are not more important than the call of God. It doesn't mean because you are a businessman. Oh, you know, you know, brother pastor, I'm so business, so busy with my, with my businesses that I can't work for God. Says who? What happens to you if you get a stroke? What happens to you if you die? How can you worship the gift of God and not the giver of the gift? One year we were so busy and during that time I just went out and you know we did what needed to be done. Long story short, my manager and my assistant manager defrauded me with just over two million rand. I, I said to Bishop, oh my friend, you know the manager, blah, 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 blah. He said to me, don't worry, my friend. God will take care of it and help you and blah, 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 blah. Long story short, what the devil stole from me while I was busy doing the work of God, God had restored in a short space of time. There's nothing that the devil can steal from you that God will not give to you. Work for God. Leave your business. Sacrifice two days, three days. Let us go wherever we are led to go. Let us go. Let's go in Anakazo. Let's go and win souls. Let's tell people about the love of Jesus. Let's pray for the sick. Let's cast out the devil. Let's help build the vision of God. I close. We are all going to die. In fact, me, I've become so impatient. Hey, 
Yes, ma'am, she'll tell you. I preach about heaven everywhere. Hey, hey. Every night when I go to bed, I, I listen to either the word or sermons that deals about heaven. And, and, and my heart is there. It's there. Mama is there. Family is there. Hey, the latest one that went was my daughter. 15 years of age. She's there. So these people are all waiting for us to come on home. So while we are here, we have to make sure that we are laying up for ourselves. So that when they call your name, when the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be. Here's the question. When the roll yes, is called up yonder, Yes, the question. Paul. He says, I've run the race. He says, I've kept the faith. It wasn't easy, but I finished the course the time of my departure is at hand I'm going but the wonderful thing I'm not going empty handed I have fulfilled the purpose of God that sent me to the earth this morning God is speaking to our hearts for us to put first things first to prioritize his purpose nevertheless not my will thy will be done to embrace that purpose and to align ourselves with God and to work with him so then when they call our name to come back home We are not ashamed. We don't go empty-handed. What will I present to God? What? What are you going to say to him? Father, this is what I've done for you. Would you stand with me on your feet before the presence of God? Work for God. Love people. Be merciful. Be compassionate. Speak the truth in love. Rebuke, reprove. Caution the soul that sinned lest he die. Is your mother saved? Is your father saved? Is your sibling saved? What about your aunt? Your uncles? Are you working for God? Are you winning souls? Are you the light of the world or are you judgmental and critical 
and cynical. Are you better than other people? Ask God as we pray for a minute. Please change my heart. Give me the heart of Jesus. Let me love all people. Are you bitter? Are you angry? Are you holding on to a grudge? Have you not given up your right to be angry? Yet, this morning, look to God and say, God, help me to give up my right to be angry so that your love and your grace and your mercy can flow through me to touch other people. Take two minutes. Raise your hands to him. Father, we present ourselves to you. You who have sent us into the world in order to come and represent you in the kingdom. The Bible says we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which you predestined we would walk in. Oh God, I pray now that you will forgive us for our selfishness, our self-centeredness, inward focusedness. Oh God, forgive us, wash us and cleanse us. Oh, merciful and compassionate Father, we embrace your will. We embrace your purpose like Jesus today. We pray and we ask, oh God, nevertheless, not our will, but let your will be done. I pray in us that you will flow through us, that you will speak to us, that you will think through us, that you will show mercy and compassion through us, that we, oh God, will have mercy upon the poor, the downtrodden, the disenfranchised, those that are marginalized those that are disempowered those that have been violated and abused I pray oh God that we would make a difference at school that we would make a difference at university at college that we would make a difference in our homes and in the community oh God we are in the world but not of the world I pray now that you would help us even though we are not of this world that we will embrace those that have been created by you and oh God, that we will tell them about your love and your grace and your mercy and your compassion. Lord, help us not to enrich ourselves and to build and to secure the comforts, the luxuries and the conveniences of this life at the expense of heaven's agenda. But help us to embrace that agenda. Help us to subscribe to that agenda. Help us, Lord, to fulfill the will of him that have sent us and to work while it's day and to finish the work so that we like Jesus can say it is finished so that we like Paul can say I have run the race I've kept the faith I've finished the course the time of my departure has been announced in heaven I'm ready to go I'm ready to go I'm ready to go I'm ready to go the Bible says blessed are the dead because they rest from their labor and their works follow them oh God help us to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt where thieves does not break and steal because where our treasure is there will our hearts be also help us to be merciful help us to be just help us to be compassionate and benevolent so that your name would be glorified Jesus said to us let your work so shine so that men may see your good works and that your father in heaven be glorified help us Lord to fulfill the purpose of him that send us and to finish the work in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God we bless you and we honor you and you praise you Lord for hearing our prayer and hearkening unto the voice of our supplication help us to fulfill the purpose for which heaven has sent us to the earth help us to disappoint the graveyard you send us here full Help us to go back empty. Knowing that we've helped other people. We served God. We loved them. We showed mercy and we showed compassion. Help us, oh God, to support your servant, our bishop. 
the father of this great ministry a heart after you Paul says be imitators of me as I imitate Christ I pray that we will be his imitators and that we will do our very best to help unhinderedly and uninterruptedly help him to fulfill the purpose of God help us not to be a stumbling block not with our thoughts not with our words not with our actions but Lord that we would be a blessing to him and that we would be a blessing for the vision that God has placed in his life and in his heart we praise you because you enable us to do what you have purposed that we would do in the earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God we plead him under the blood of Jesus Christ Lord even as he travels back from Limpopo we pray for all our pastors and their families that you would cover them under your precious blood that you will enable them and help them to fulfill the purpose which you have called them for Lord we pray for their protection we pray for those that are discouraged that you would encourage them and that you would comfort them with the comfort that there is in the Holy Ghost and Lord that we would align ourselves with this eternal vision and fulfill the will of God strengthen every couple every elder every deacon every evangelist all of us that are in the team musicians choir choir masters choir members Lord everybody all of us strengthen us help us not to grow weary or tired but help us to do and fulfill your purpose in the earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. This morning you are not born again, you are not saved. You say, Bishop, will you please pray for me that God will forgive my sins and heal my soul. I want him to write my name in the book of heaven so that one day when I close my eyes, I will open my eyes in the presence of God for the absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you're not born again, you're not saved. Your sins are not forgiven, your soul is not healed. And you would love me to pray for you. Raise my hand quickly. I'm going to pray for you. Do it right now in Jesus' name. Please pray for me, Bishop. I'm not saved. I'm not born again. Pray for me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Pray for me, please. I'm not saved. I'm not born again. Everybody's saved. All right, thank you. Anybody else? If I can't see, it's just because of the light. Anybody else? Anybody else? Quickly. Anybody else? I want those that have raised their hand. If you need prayer, walk out of your seat. Come and meet me right here in front. Come to where I am. I'm going to pray with you. Don't go to hell. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Come to Him. Come wherever you are. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Welcome. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Him. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come to him. Come to him. Come to him. Come to Jesus, come to him. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Come to Jesus. Come, my boys. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus.